Pickaxe. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Looking for ad-free episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, or maybe even hilarious monthly one-shots? How about the best way to support your favorite D&D podcast, all for less than the price of one cup of coffee? Or maybe you just want to see Jet in some incredibly short shorts now that we've hit 150 patrons. Hop on over to patreon.com slash castparty right now and join the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. You'll get access to backlogs of hilarious exclusive one-shots and behind-the-scenes info you won't find anywhere else. You'll also get an invite to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties with all of us for every single Cast Party episode, community-driven D&D games, live streams, hangouts, and game nights. Patreon.com slash Cast Party. We'll see you there. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fables of Fendrea Arcanum. My name is Jose Polino, or at DM Jose P on TikTok and other fun socials, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my lovely cast and crew, so let's go ahead and introduce them on this very exciting penultimate episode, beginning with Ryan. Hi, Ryan McManus. I will be playing Rowan Fair Isle, Half-Light of Salune, Aspirin of Cytia, Cockblock of Hades, and soon-to-be Bane of the Arcanum. You can find me on my personals at rye.mcmanus or run on the cast party socials at castpartydnd. Awesome. Andy. Hello, beautiful nerds. My name is Andy, and I will be playing Five, a hopeful sad boy forged druid searching for his purpose, his true potential, free of protocols. And you can find me at Mr. Dandy DM on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and on all the other socials. Annie. Hi, I'm Annie. I'm playing Rid, a.k.a. Aridina Albrecht, who stole the light 
who broke the gates, and who, for the very first time, is her own boss. And you can find me as Cantrip, C-A-N-N-E, on all the socials I care about. And finally, we have Sin. Salutations, my name is Sin, and I'll be playing Zue, collector of chronicles aspiring to herald their own history. And you can find me on all my socials as sensationally.me, C-I-N, instead of S-E-N. So the last time that we met, the four of you actually managed to come together once again after going through these very eye-opening experiences, both filled with torment and horror, but also a lot of revelations. Seemed like a little bit of therapy went a long way. But with that, you guys came back to Arborea, took some time, took a long rest, and then decided through the aid of Five and his sickle to head back towards the city of Irimsal where the general populace of whatever's left over of this broken city was almost seemingly waiting for you as you had something in your possession that they hadn't seen for quite some time. The Thornbasite, of course. As you guys made your way towards the tower, the tree itself, the Haveneye, or as it is known in its true name, Yggdrasil, the Tree of Life, you journey towards the tower where Varion spoke to you about these truths that have been sealed away within the tower for many years, but confided in you in this moment as you all had seen what has always plagued him, the tree. You went upstairs to a landing where a door revealed itself, walked into a library-style central room adorned with pictures of Kaimasora and his kids and the entire Concord, the family, and then at the very center, tall and proud, a massive portrait of the entire Navine family of Kaimasora, Domine, the kids, and this red tiefling boy that you have all seen some way or another in your mind. It was at that moment where you were all sort of trying to figure out what you made of this information, Zue, you begun to piece some things together internally. So we'll begin with you. Zue starts freaking out and takes a step back away from the group, one hand clutching their head and the other gripping their book. Rid turns her head. What? Ilianos said that he's never been here, but I don't know if maybe it's just because I'm feeling really freaked out about this whole thing. Or if anyone else is realizing that this library is like the library we were in before we left. This is- Oh my god, you're right. Mirion, has anyone named Ilianos come here before? During this time, since Varian has been sort of looking at this mural, at the sound of that name, he turns his head to you. Still in the blind state. That name... I do not know, but it seems familiar somehow to me. Ilianos also calls his home Yggdrasil. Your book said Zue is just like me. Can Ilianos change the way that you do? They do flash back to the scene of when they tried to reach back out to Ilianos earlier on and saw him covering his arm as if something was moving on his skin or something was changing about it. As you sort of 
ponder those questions that Rid asked you. You do know that when you discuss with Ilianas the nature of your trueborn nature of changing at will, the disconnect that Ilianas has with you is that of a person that is both very intrigued, but also very careful in how they sort of engage with you about your abilities. You've always taken that as a very respectful thing, but in this moment, that behavior does come up again. He's always been kind of guarded when we talk about it. I know that we're headed back to the Arcanum to get answers. Would you guys be okay if I had a conversation with him first? When you say this, Zue, Varion walks to you with his hands up. Let me say something to you, child. And kind of looks in the direction of Rid, and then says, I do not know what has befallen my Sorene, but if this child somehow lives on, and from what I can discern, you believe is this Ilionas, you must tread lightly. A name has a lot of power within the mind. In some cases, and darts over to Rid, it can be a key to allow the past to heal the present. And then looks to Yuzue. And in other cases, if a name has been hidden and you whisper or utter any resemblance of that name and you haven't been taking care of that voice deep inside, then your mind will break. In that moment, Zue, you remember the things Hades mentioned to you, how fragile it is, how your life is, where you choosing to not acknowledge or to not even remembering the past, it could have led you down a very dark path. Zue takes a deep breath and will hold Varian's hands if he allows it. Thank you. I will take that into consideration. And looks back at the rest of the group. Do you guys know if there's anything else we need to find out before we head back? I think my questions have been answered. I think you deserve your audience with Ilionas. With this audience, would we be present or would you be alone? I think I would like to have you there, but without interference, if you guys can manage that. Well, if it gets as heated as it did earlier with our reunion, this reunion might be worse. It'll be hard to restrain, but we'll go off your word. Unless he hurts you. Varian lets go of your hand, Zue, and now begins to sort of stay in the room, but he is looking through the books, and he begins to pick out a couple as you guys are having this conversation. I think I can agree to that. Varian is right that a name is a powerful thing. I don't think of myself as Aridana anymore because that feels like someone who died with my sister. And if you bring up the pain that this past life probably caused Ilianas, 
I can't promise I won't attack him if he reacts poorly. So how do you... How do you think we reach in and see if he really is Sorene? If we think that's who's lying deep down within Ilionas, how do we bring that up without mentioning the name? At this point, Varian takes the books and slams them on the table and begins to look up as he frantically is just sort of like passing through the pages. When we were with Hades, I remembered something. I remember a moment that I shared with Ilianos that I think might have been Sorene reaching out. He had asked me what I would do if I saw the world burn. And if it burned at my hands, what would I do? It sounds like that is something that still haunts him now. So he wasn't referring to you burning the world to ash. He was talking about himself. That's what I think. Varian did say that Sorne was plagued with visions of all the bad things he would do when he touched the Haven Eye. And that is why you cannot utter that name should this individual be who it is. Moonboy! And he throws a book over to you, Rowan. Mm-hmm. You open to a page and it describes folktale, tales of demons from the Nine Hells and how all of these ranking demons held names and their names were spread across the lands. Looks at you, one in touch with myself. Throws it to you, five. Passes you another book. You see a, a similar book, this one of a child's story. And it is all about a kid trying to talk to his mother and trying to understand why they named him the way they named him. And he says, both in love and in darkness. These names are still important, and they are the true essence of who we used to be, who we want to be, or who we could be. That child left these lands long ago. We taught him dead, tried to reach out, but without Thornbasites in hand, impossible. Now you have a possibility, it looks to you five to gaze upon fear itself and shine a mirror to it. How do you think fear will react in that moment? Keeps kind of shuffling through books, but it's in this kind of like frantic state, pulling out more and more examples of how names have been used throughout the centuries for both demonic purposes, for religious purposes, for just in general birthing names and those kinds of notions. Five things about all of the times where he has felt fear ever since he first encountered Rowan, the circumstances surrounding their first meeting, all of the experiences that he has had with Zue and Rid, trying to save Rid from getting sucked into a tree, all of the different moments fighting hags, trying to protect his friends, fighting an ink snake for Zue. I think as long as we have each other, Together, we'll be able to face what we fear. I don't know which face is going to stare back. If this person is who we think it may be, which face are we going to see? Is he going to be Ilionas 
Or which other faces has he taken throughout the past? We could have met him time and time again, with a slight glance at Rid. We don't know who or what he has been. Sorane, Fernos, Navine. That is the child's name. He walks over with a small red book in hand towards Yuzue. And he holds out his hand to you so you can put it on top of his. And as you do, he places the book on top of your hand. This was his. Thank you. Can I open it? It's a journal. And it is a journal littered with drawings. You're taking a look into the the mind of a child, basically. But it is drawings of the tree. It is drawings of other sort of like stick-like tiefling bodies. And you see where the progression slowly goes from the lively, joyful drawings into sentences and descriptions slowly leads into things such as I feel that every time I look at the tree it wants something from me I don't know what it is but father doesn't want me to know father also wants many things from me and I don't want those things either I can't talk about this with Saro I can't talk about this with Kaime I don't know who to talk about this with you see other entries I don't want to be a part of the Concord. I want something else. I don't know what that something else is, but Father wants me to be a part of it. He doesn't understand. Mother understands. She understands very well. But I guess I have something of an important name here. The pages continue now from these drawings into these sentences, this sort of like journaling into dreams. And then all of a sudden you see how slowly, without even getting to halfway through the journal, the writing and the sentences become very frantic and they become very violent. Different drawings, a lot more blotched ink in certain pages. I hate it here. I don't know if I want this. I don't know if anybody cares for me. Who am I? So many universes, so many realms, so many possibilities. Who am I? Father thinks I'm this, mother thinks I'm that. My siblings just want me to get in line, but I don't know what I want anymore. I want to see. And it just sort of trails off with what remains is just the ink that passes from one page to the other, where it must have spilled or something, but there is still enough pages blank in this journal. Throughout this journal, did the name Alana show up at any point? No. Varion, I have a question. Now, we know that Sorane is missing, but we haven't seen... And Rowan points up to the portrait of Kaimasora and his family. We haven't seen nor heard anything of Kaimasora's partner. We met him, we met his other children. What happened to her? Varion without really moving away from Zue, turns to you, Rowan. The ever-watchful eye of the organization that was brought here made sure to extinguish that flame a long time ago. Commander Adrian made sure that Kaimasora understood 
how serious the Arcanum can be. And then looks to you five and says, And I don't think your brother was aware of that. Seven was not aware of a lot of things. He tried to do the right thing. But in many ways it was too late. I believe he did. It's hard to know who to trust with such visions when the last time you did, you broke a child. I wish I could tell your brother I am sorry, Five. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you that we meant to lead you in the proper way, but it is a trial now. It is a test. Only those who are worthy of the mind and in the spirit will channel their true self forward and not get lost in the darkness in between. What? What was a test? Everything we went through? Varian looks back to you. There are certain visions I showed five as to where his brother could have been, where he might have been, but I also did not know what your intentions were in these lands, no matter how pure they presented themselves at first. Everything that happened from this point you left the tower was not of my choosing. That was not a test. That is why the Havenize visions were not 100% accurate. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you say you gave him the visions? Five told us the Havenite did. Varian kind of raises his hands. We are one. The Havenite and myself are one. So not in a you-speak-on-its-behalf kind of thing. More of one shared conscious. That is correct. Zue, you remember this in your vision. How young Sorne would go up to the tree to speak to it. And on one of those times, from the tree emerged Varion. To be a physical manifestation of the tree to talk with Sorene. So, when you came to talk to Sorene, is that when you began existing? The mind of a child has this very fragile quality. You give it enough support and nurture, and it holds endless possibility. You begin to negate a child, you begin to choose for the child, where they should be, what they should do, and where they should go in life, and you pluck something innately within. I would like to say that I think Sorene was the reason I even came into existing. What was Sorene's purpose here before he left? To fall in line, to be a part of the Concord, to protect the Thornbasite to allow the gates of all of these realms to be protected for ages and ages. A sort of status of misshapen cosmic royalty. Five mulls over all of these ideas and words that have been spoken. He thinks back about Zue's experience when they were with Hades. From all that I'm gathering in this moment, it would seem that there are a lot of different parties at work here. There is the Arcanum, but if what we know about Ilianas and potentially Sorene being a 
a different embodiment of the same person, then it would seem that Ilionaz is not necessarily working with the Arkham at all. In fact, it could be that they might be working against each other, although Ilionaz might be doing it within the shadows, working for himself. I love your optimism. I'm not buying it. Or he caved in to what he thought he was already going to do. We did learn that his his visions are of him causing harm in the world. Varian, you were there. Do you know what he saw? Varian sort of sheepishly holds his hands and they begin to tremble. I didn't know that the child was touched by death. I didn't know that the child was blessed with the knowledge of time. He saw the darkened skies, reality ripping apart, smoke and ash, shattering pieces of thornbeside, his mother dying, and the eye, that ever-burning eye. And there he stood on top of the tower, watching it all burn. And he held this eye in his hands, the people scattering, running, the hags taking. He saw it all, and he saw it as his creation. But I tried to tell him that he has a destiny that only he can write. I tried to explain to him that nothing is set in stone. There is always a new branch that will blossom, a new leaf that will fall and plant a new tree. There is always hope. Red raises her eyebrows at Rowan. He didn't care. And now, if this Helionas, voice kind of trembling, has done these deeds, they are on par with what he saw. I showed him his future. Hades gave them the ability to become whoever he wanted to be. Gave him the ability to create his own identity. To cast off any titles and names and to be who he wanted. But such gifts come at a price. Hades might have not told that child what he bargained for when he gave him that gift. But that line, that promise, is still very strong. That is what Hades spoke of when we were with him, Suwei. How Hades corrupted this child and gave them opportunities and visions and powers. And then they touched the Haven Eye. And the Haven Eye showed them a path. Given this corruption that had already taken place. So he just assumed that was his destiny and started burning the world down. That's what it seems to be. It seems like his avoidance to fall in line just made him fall into another line. Or he decided to draw his own line. What do you mean touched by death? I know Hades did stuff, but do we count as touched by death? Because we saw visions and we had a time moment. So do we all have bargains too, or is it just Zue? I don't think it's just a bargain. Because when Hades was talking to us, he said that that was his 
his chance, his, his trial to be more than he was. Hades wanted to be better than he was, and that's why he tried to help Sorne. At least that's what he said to us. And why he wanted Salune to choose him, says Red, looking up at Rowan. A child desperate for a sense of identity can be a very heartbreaking thing, even for the wielder of time and death. What was the timeline? I know that Sorne was alone, and then Hades found him and gave him the ability to change, right? That's what Hades showed us. And Red is kind of looking at Rowan for confirmation. Nods. So, he's alone, and then Hades gives him abilities, and then he becomes part of the Concord? Or was he part of the Concord, and then Hades found him? The Concord is Kaimasura's family, correct? Yes, if... If he was born the son of Kaimasora, maybe our interaction with Hades and Sorane was after he decided to leave the Concord. He threw it all behind him, ran off, got scared as one does in the woods, and stumbled upon the God of Time. Death? As you say that in character, Rowan, Varian says, the same. Hades stumbled upon Hades. Which means that if all of this is true, if Ilianos and Sorone are the same, that means that we were hired to bring a boy's father potentially to his death. Correct. And Varian says, and did he recognize him? Kaimasora said, says Red with her keen mind. He said, have we met before to Ilianas? And then later he told Ilianas that they had met before in his dreams. Ilianas seemed very familiar with Kaimasora. And then Kaimasora lit him on fire in an instant. No, 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 no. Kaimusora might have been an absent father, maybe perhaps too hard on the boy, but he would never kill the boy. Unless he didn't know it was the boy. The other thing I remember, and Rid's eyes flit over to Zue, is that Ilianas said the only way Kaimusora would be getting out of that room is if Ilianas is dead. Rid, this is a long shot. Do you remember... What Kaimasora screamed as Ilionas rolled around in flames. Rid's searching through her keen mind and maybe doesn't get it completely verbatim. But she looks up at Ron. Something about, I sense the struggle within you, the fear, and the only cure for this feeling is instant death. You'll all feel this hatred, this fire, and you'll die. And then he was laughing, and that's when he said, I have met you before. We've met in my dreams. But it was Alana that set him off. He was kind of conversational up until then. And the screaming and the fire only happened after her name was mentioned. So realizing he had to come face to face with this Alana is what tipped the scales. So who is Alana? Five is directing that question at Zue. Can I do a check for that? Make a history check. 
It's a nat 20 for 25. Alana is a name that comes to you as somebody that individuals of the Arcanum speak about, but even when they do, they're very hush-hush about her. They fear her name. They fear her presence. She demands power and control without even being in the room. She is almost the physical manifestation of the eye itself. You have not met her, but Elinaz has told you that he has mentioned you to her. I've never personally met or seen Alana, but they are essentially the top. Every time anyone's ever talked about Alana, it's always whispers and kind of people trying to hush. Are we going to have to fight this Alana person? Because I don't want to fight this Alana person. I don't think that that is something we'll have to do in our immediate future. I think we have to get through Ilionas first. Okay, good. I'm tired. And perhaps... Perhaps that's all it takes. If you show a figure of power, tremendous, ever-watching, dominant, and cruel power, that there is a possibility of landing a hit and spilling but an ounce of blood, then perhaps you have a shot at letting the world know that this Alana is, at the end of the day, just human. Or something else. So I do have to fight Alana. I'm getting mixed messages. Not right now. Let's just say that. The end goal. What we thought was a snake is now a fucking Hydra. So we gotta cut off one head at a time. Virion, may I keep this journal? You may. Thank you. Rid makes eye contact with Zue and taps the side of her head and kind of widens her eyes. Zue looks at Rid, confused, and also mimics and taps the side of their head. I don't have my tooth. Can you just... Okay. Oh, talk to you? Zue sends a message to Rid. I mean, you might as well tell the class at this point, Rid. No. And Varian says, Or... Or perhaps we can give them some space. Come, Moonboy. You too, plant person. Come on. Ah, fine. You watch as Varian chuckles to himself and then walks in the direction out of the room while sort of waiting for Rowan and, and Five to follow in his direction. Five does. Have your moment. Please don't take long. I would really like to go home. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. I gotta tell you something. I'm listening. So they've been doing a really good job at trying to make me feel bad for Sorane. But if Sorane is Ilianos, 
and Ilionas was Kraden. There's not a world in which he leaves that room alive. I understand. I wouldn't stop you if he was Kraden. I've been holding it together, but I am so unfathomably angry with Ilionas. Really? Why? I saw him like family. I... I trusted him, and I understand why he may not have chose to share with me. But still, he... He watched me get called a freak. He never once defended that. He made me believe that the bad things were worth the good we were doing. People call you a freak when you're different. And if you're different than the Arcanum, it's because you can do things they can't. Even so, they... they have power, and... we should be careful. Rid takes a deep breath. You and me, we're not where we were. And I think you know that. And I think you feel that because of what I did, too. I know. And I know it's going to take a while to ever get back to that. If we ever do. I have your back in this. Me too. There, There's something else I want to tell you. Okay. My book. Don't mistake me, I do love learning about other people and writing stories. But that's not the only reason I would write in my book. For a really long time, I held a lot of guilt about what I've done in the past, and I had been losing my memories. I learned from Hades that that was why. Because like Ilianos, I was choosing to forget what I had done, and only holding on to those feelings. I don't want to end up like Ilianos or like Hades. You won't. Not if you keep them alive where it counts. You may not be literally carrying your sister around in your head like I am, but... And don't forget about me! Oh my god, Olga, shut the fuck up. This is not the time. Okay, I will be quiet. I'd like to hear about the people you lost sometime. Maybe we can read through the book together when we're not supposedly trying to save Andrea. I mean, what's left of it, and Rid kind of, like, looks at the burned book. Yeah, I mean, I have other books, too, back at Yggdrasil. How many parties have you had? Wait, how old are you? I think I'm in my late 20s. Okay, cool, I think I am, too. Rowan and Five, you both step outside into the landing overseeing the top of the Haven Eye. There, Varian waits and looks at the tree and then goes to the makeshift sort of stairs that are composed of the branches of the tree itself and then sits. <sighs> Exasperated, lets out a heavy sigh as you're both standing there. Varian, if we get home, I know you're kind of stuck here in the Haven Eye. Is there anything you would like us to pass along to Sorene from you? 
if you stumble upon that child and you gaze upon those beautiful eyes hold him and tell him i'm sorry if he lets me get that close i'll try <sighs> at the sort of realization of what it means when you say that in disbelief shakes his head come to me you hear five in the same voice of the tree rowan did you hear that i don't know what you're referring to five puts two and two together in this moment goes down the stairs and stands where he stood and gently stretches his hand out places his hand on the tree the time that you're walking towards it as you are taking that beat to place your hand on the tree seems you found him it seems that my visions didn't lead you too far i hope in the grand scheme you were spot on i tend to be five takes out the thormbasite in his other hand i found something that i believe belongs to you no response from the tree i know my brother he was able to open pathways whether it was his connection to you or his connection to and he looks at the validite crystal i hope that you will accept this as just a token of appreciation i think i did what i set out to do i fulfilled your mission rowan as five is having this conversation you sort of are standing there and you notice right next to you standing in all of her glory Salune. It's a, a triple take. Almost whiplash. What are you doing here? It seems you're in good company. Varian or the others. I speak of that one right there. And her gaze turns to five. Ah, I could have told you that. What is your plan, champion? What do you intend to do with this newfound knowledge? What light will you cast upon the world now that you can see clearly? Rowan takes a deep inhale and sighs. I don't know. We have, we have information, but I feel there's not enough for me to make a just decision. What would you have me do? I would have you rely in here and places her hand on your chest you don't have to decide now you may not have to decide in the moment you'll just know what to do when the time is right i hope so i don't want to let you down when you walk the lands in good company and you allow my light to fill all the darkness in the space that lays before you I know you're always in good spirits, and I know you always mean well. And with that one by your side, you may draw some attention, but I know that your intention will always be pure. Remember that, Rowan. No matter how dark things may get, and how alone you sometimes may feel, 
The clouds may block me. Rowan unclips the lantern. But you're always right here. And he peers into the flame. And then she holds you and says, And so is he. And points to five. So are they. I was worried for a while, but I know they mean well. I'm glad they're by my side because I don't know if I could have done this alone. I know I always have you, but sometimes I need a little more help. I am sorry I didn't mention my troubled past with a certain individual. I never thought in my wildest dreams this would ever come to pass. Oh, you mean you never thought I'd be sent to another plane and meet the god of death in time? Funny. (laughs) (laughs) Now now you need to watch yourself, she says to you as she kind of chuckles. I can take that armor back in a minute, you know that. No, it's... Saitia would be angry if you took this from me. Who do you think Saitia talks to? You're right. She chuckles. Five, in that moment as you are mentioning purpose and your goal to the tree, the tree says, So what now? Once purpose is fulfilled, once the goal has been finished, what now then, my child? I've been on a long journey, it seems, both in memory and story. One thing that I've learned is that once you've reached the end of protocol, once you've reached the end of someone else's purpose, you're free to make your own choice. That is true. That is very true. Infinite potential is what you will always be, Five. And in that moment, you see as the tree cracks. And from the trunk, a piece of it splinters where your hand is. And you watch as the tree cracks. And in your hand, you hold what looks like a staff comprised of the tree itself and the tree says now look here child you will walk this realm and many others you will see visions eternal and at that point when you turn to Rowan your eyes almost can't make out what you're seeing but you see what looks like a woman a very beautiful woman in this very elaborate, silver, shining, diamond, luminescent dress, chuckling and holding Rowan. Like the cosmos itself, you will bend reality to your will. Rowan, Selene looks at you as Five is looking at you and says, I think it's time. Burn brightly, child. Let this world take you. And as this conversation is happening, Rowan, you watch now as Salune begins to walk down the stairs. And as she does, she places her hand on Varion, and Varion finds it and holds it and sort of like guides her out. And you see this 2-5, and then Varion says, My lady. And she walks down the stairs in your direction, 5. I accept this gift. I would for a time, though. Allow... No, I... I won't say that. I choose 
in this moment. I choose them. I choose my friends. We will be united in purpose and in protocol. Beautiful poetry. You hear a voice of a female at your side, five. And Selunia looks to you, Rowan. She goes, come on. Wide-eyed, follow down the stairs. In the universe, there is a thing called a neutron star collision. I believe that is what the both of you are. Will you protect him? She says to you, five. Five not having the most expressive face in the world as Five looks down at Rowan and realizes that he can see, he can see the person that Rowan has spoken of in the past. He nods reverently at the woman. I will do my best. She looks to you, Rowan. So what say you? Till the end. And I reach out my hand to Five upright. I look over at Salune, hoping that she will cup the bottom for Five to place his hand in mine. She does. Five takes Rowan's hand. And in that moment, as you're all standing there in front of the Haven Eye, your staff now begins to glow. This bright light. And Rowan, one by one, the stars in your chest, you feel them glow. And there, on the corner of your armor five, burning itself, a very small star marks itself. And she goes, I guess you didn't anticipate this either. And then she looks to you, five, and then looks back to you, Rowan. She goes, if I stay here any longer, his mind will melt. (laughs) Yes, I'm surprised mine hasn't already, but... I'll see you on the other side. The real you. It'll be nice for a change. She comes down. And five, as Rowan is saying this, you sort of like blink and you just can't see this woman anymore. But Rowan, she's still there in front of you. As she leans down, kisses your forehead, and she goes, you know where to find me. And vanishes. Maybe we can read through these stories when we get back and things are less pressing. I'd like that. I guess they're they're waiting for us, probably just standing around. I'm sure Five has found a way to talk to his tree again. Five really likes plants. He really likes plants. Zue walks and puts their arm out for Rid. If Rid wants to take it, she can. Rid will take Zue's arm. Zue starts walking out. As you walk out, you see there at the base of the tree, both Rowan and Five. Five now brandishing this staff, what looks like tree bark. Five, are you holding a stick? Five, having just witnessed a goddess disappear in front of them, fully acknowledges the stick that Rid is referencing in his left hand. You see that towards the top, though, when it gnarls, there are certain little branches that still kind of come out. In the center of the staff where it opens is what looks like a very small gem that looks like the Validite. And as you hold it, there's also 
one and two, three red leaves that come out from the top of it. Looking back at Rid, this is a gift. Then looks at Zue, a promise of new purpose, an increase in potential. Rid does look over at Rowan and go, speaking of purpose, how are you feeling about all of this? Because I know you were kind of having a hard time with what Hades showed us. Relief to now. You, uh, you're a bit too late. But five over here got to meet Salune. What? Oh my god, I got to watch her entire thing and then when she actually shows up, I don't, that's fine. Just ships passing in the dark. Why are you jealous? Why are you jealous, Rid? They can't see me. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Owner. And I'm only yours. That's right. You know, I have the coolest one. They're there. <sighs> I'm just, you know, it's a different relationship. I was really excited to meet the, the mom girlfriend, okay? Yeah, but can any of them, like, break you at any moment? I don't think so. Hey, is my sister even in there? Or is it just you? Silence. Oh, this is a really long silence. And then after a beat. I'm always with you, Aridana. You hear what sounds like rattling coming from behind you, Zue, as Varian in his hands is holding what looks like some type of armor shirt. And he holds it and he goes, Sorone was many things, but sometimes not the strongest. This was his. Zue puts their hands out. As you hold it, you watch as this chain shirt. As you're holding it, it's very small, but all of a sudden it stretches itself. As you feel the cold of the metal, what looks like scattered pieces of gemstone comprising all of the interlocking pieces of this armor. And it feels cold and it begins to stretch to almost fit your size. This was Zorane's? Yes. Thank you. And Zue holds it to themselves. As you're holding it, you then hear in your head the voice of Varion. Certain demons? were once people, Zue. Even the darkest of individuals were bred from the same light you were. He's just a boy and he's scared. And if that eye got a hold of him, it burned away all of that fear. But that doesn't mean that it still did not hurt. Be gentle with him, should you see him again. Zue softens at this and hugs Varian if he lets them. Follows through and embraces you as well. I will do my best. Okay. So, home is where we're going. Home. Please. And go home. How? Five takes the thorn beside. Alright. You look down. And Zue in front of you, Varian is gone. Did anyone see where he went? He's one with the tree, is he not? Yeah, I guess so. He's not one much for 
goodbyes. So, looking at everybody else in the group, Five is going to hold the Thorbosite aloft. Are we ready? More than ever. Five looks at Rid. Rid has been just as speechless as she was in Diana's last days. And she just nods. Five looks at Zue. Zue smiles and nods at Five. Five does a slight shrug, holds up the Thorbosite and says, Well, let's see if this works. As you sort of acknowledge he's one of your friends, your staff begins to glow in the gem from within, and then the Validite within the Thornbeside begins to glow as well. Rid reaches out and takes Zue's hand. Five offers his staff hand to Zue. Zue grabs that too. Rid reaches out her other hand to Rowan. Rowan at first like reaches over and like does a pullback after realizing it's Rid next to him. But then, okay, fine, reaches out and clasps. Rid makes her neck crack just for fun and then looks back at Five. Five taps the staff on the ground. In his mind, very silently, says to himself, hoping wherever he is, Seven can hear. You fulfilled your purpose, brother. And now let's go home. And then he brings the staff down on the ground. As you bring your staff down with all of your friends interlocking and holding each other, the staff splits onto the ground, the base of it, and takes root of the ground underneath. You watch as in between all of the, the cracks of the staff itself, a small light begins to emit from the entire staff. And in that moment, the thorn beside glows and it leaves your hand. As it does, this gem now begins to glow brighter and brighter. Seven's validite within begins to glow and the leaf that keeps it all together brightly shows itself. As the gem floats above your staff and embeds itself into the top of it. And as you mentioned home, you hear Seven's voice, home and the tree splits open. This form of arcane energy begins to circulate as a shooting beam of light generates from the top of the tree and shoot up towards the tower, completely destroying the top of it. Bricks and stone and smoke send outward as this beam passes through the clouds, through the skies, through the very edge of reality itself and begins to spread like veins. And there in the center, this gate opens and it begins to spiral and spiral waiting for you all. But then you hear behind you as the door opens to the tower, Osmir, the purple tiefling from earlier, peeks through. Hey, looks like you guys have done uh, something pretty special, huh? We did it. Do you mind if I show them? Five sees Osmir, sees some of the townsfolk. An absolute awe 
there are some people that are looking and they're on their knees, almost like praying to it. Five looks at the townspeople that are arrayed in front of him. He looks at his friends and says, if we are able, we will do our best to come back for you, bring you to a better place. I think a lot of us would like that. Another thing, more because Malira asked me, we have ways in which we um, used to, back in the day, chronicle everything that used to happen within Irimsal. Let us please honor you by bestowing your names upon our histories. What should we call you? Five looks at Zue. Zue looks at everyone else. The marked. Thank you. Thank you all. You watch us at this point, he turns around. All right, everyone. Please remember, this is just the beginning. We don't necessarily know when we're going to be able to get everyone home. But for now, we are safe. The marked. These heroes. They brought safety to us again. And they begin to clap for all of you. So there the gate stands before you all. Five is going to march into the light. Five, maybe go last. Uh, you, that is an excellent point. Just to be safe. Five gestures to Rid. Rid actually has something just in case Five is not able to follow, so Rid's gonna try and go third. And so she looks at Rowan and Zue. Zue does a little curtsy for Rowan to go first and looks up at him. Your Highness. Rowan rolls his eyes and reaches a hand back to guide Zue through behind him. Zue grabs it and walks with him and also offers a hand out to Rid. Rid continues the human chain and holds a hand out for Five or to do her thing if he's not able to follow. Five takes Rid's hand. As one by one, you all enter. Rowan, you hear the voice of Varion. His name was Sorene Fernos Navene. And one by one, all of you find yourself in this chamber that seems to be almost spinning. Mixture of light and darkness spinning in a perfect spiral, all heading towards a light 20 or so feet away from you. There on the distance, five, you see seven. There in the distance, Rid, you see Dai. You see Salune, Rowan. And Zue, you see a young red tiefling boy. And one by one, they all look to you. But the little boy does not look to you, Zue. The little boy looks towards the light as you guys walk closer and closer to it. As you get towards the edge, where exactly are we going again? The choices that seemed obvious to Five at the time were either outside the Ironwood Grove, where I first used the sickle to imprint on the tree. There's that, or we go right to Idrisil, which would be located in the Vale of the Mist, where your journey begun. Five was gonna leave that up to the group. 
I'm kind of thinking go right into it and go into Yggdrasil. That's my thought. Mm-hmm. If we go to the Ironwood Grove, we're just going to travel back anyway. I feel like that's our final destination. Five, in his mind, is actually going to imagine the tree that is right outside Ilionas' home. A tree with red leaves. Many that adorn the courtyard in front of Ilionas' manor, Yggdrasil. You picture it in your mind, and you all begin to feel a breeze. A very familiar breeze. Followed by a chilling touch of the mist from home. And there the boy looks at Yuzue. I... I don't know where you're going. Where are you going? I crouch down to be at the same height as this boy. We're going to find you. But I'm... I'm here. I'm... You, you can't be looking for me. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. What do you mean? I think you got a little lost and we're going to help you find yourself. I'm scared. And that's okay. You have us here with you. In my stories, we'd call you all heroes. I'll call you that. You guys exit now on the courtyard, by the tree, in front of Ilinas's manor, that has that long tower at the center that now looks very familiar to the tower in Irimsal. And there, from the very top window, you see what looks like sparks of light. You're home now. And for today, that's a wrap. <sighs> oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Catch us in two weeks, where this journey now heads into its final destination. And remember, the marked are always looking back. Thank you so much, guys.